0: Welcome to the Redeeming Love Bible Broadcast. My name is Phil Duddy. I am an evangelist with Grace Baptist Tabernacle, and we are located in King, North Carolina, Redeeming the Lost at icloud.com. If you would like to interact with us here at the program, we would love to hear from you, and I'm glad to have you with me on today's program. You'll notice a bit of a departure in style if you've been listening for a while, and in doing so, I am going to Absolutely thrill my topical friends out there, and beg the indulgence of my exegetical friends out there at least for a little while, because we're going to talk about something that um, that I've uh, honestly been seeing in a lot of age groups over the course of uh, the ministry as it's going forward right now. I've seen it in retired folks, and I've seen it in elementary school age folks, and I've seen it in just about every age range in between. And that is the reality of loneliness. It's the reality of loneliness. And it's an interesting phenomenon. It's a complex phenomenon. And it's not something that I'm going to even pretend that uh, we can really fully tackle in uh, 25, 30 minutes here on the program today. But I just want to share a couple ways in which I've been seeing it. And as I mentioned, I've been seeing in a, in a lot of different age ranges uh, these days, and I just wanted to share a couple different ways that it's been sort of manifesting uh, right in front of me as a minister. And loneliness itself, I um, I want I want to think about it in terms of of our fallen nature. In a couple of different ways that we'll talk about it today, and uh, like I said, I know it's a it's a big topic. And there are a lot of different causes. Uh, There are a lot of different reasons as to why people can be lonely. But I want to zero in on just a couple uh, for the sake of the program today. And I I hope it blesses you in terms of your personal walk with the Lord, if this is something you're struggling with. And I hope it blesses you as well if uh, you're listening to this and uh, you're in the ministry in some capacity and you see uh, the same things and... And you minister to lonely people wherever you happen to be in the world as well. But I do hope it's a blessing for you. But think about it in in terms of our fallen nature. And uh, if you've been listening to the program for any length of time, um, uh, you'll be no stranger to that concept. Uh, We are born with a fallen nature. We're born with a sin nature. And we're born sinners. And we naturally... Um, we naturally exalt ourselves. Now, you you never have to teach a child how to be selfish. You never have to teach a child how to lie or steal to get what they want or or be angry when they don't get what they do want. You know, we we naturally exalt ourselves, and and something that the Lord does when He saves us, and uh, and it's a true, it's truly a miracle. Salvation is truly a miracle, is that um, He puts the Holy Spirit inside of us. And all of a sudden, we exalt him over ourselves. We exalt the Lord. We praise the Lord. We worship the Lord. And we seek to know what the Lord wants. And we seek to obey that naturally as people who are born again, people who are saved, and people who have the Holy Spirit. Um, We go from exalting ourselves to exalting the Lord. And the Lord saves sinners. Uh, The Lord absolutely draws sinners today. And the Lord saves people, and the Lord does this in people that He saves. Uh, where I've seen a lot of loneliness occurring lately is uh, in in a way it's a manifestation of that natural tendency that people have. Uh, we we have it in our sin nature. It's a natural tendency. It's it's our nature to exalt ourselves as fallen human beings, and the loneliness is. A natural consequence, a result of that self exaltation, and um, it's it's an interesting side effect, um, if you will. Of you know, especially in I'm thirty five years old, and especially in my age, and a little bit older, and 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 a lot younger. It's it's common. It's not it's nowhere near across the board. Um, I actually know people who do not have the internet. You know, I know people and I'm in regular contact with people who don't have the internet. They don't want the internet. They don't trust the internet. Uh, they don't want the smart devices. They don't want the phones. They don't want the tablets. They don't want the watches. They don't want the cars. Uh, they don't want any anything to do with that kind of thing. And they, they do not have the internet. Uh, but um, it's more common in the younger crowd to have all the smart stuff. Now, whether you're an Android person or an Apple person, you've got you know the phones and the tablets, and the watches and the cars and the TVs and everything like that. I mean, even refrigerators these days and washers and dryers and refrigerators, uh, you can get them with the Bluetooth and the wireless and all that good stuff. Now, but it's a lot more common in the younger people, and um, what I've seen in a lot of younger people. Uh, teenagers and early 20s into their 30s, it's like this on-demand sort of culture. Because um, let me just give you an example here. Like if, if I were to want to listen to music and, you know, I can pull up on a phone or on a computer or on a tablet, uh, I can pull up exactly what I want to listen to. And I can listen to it whenever I want to listen to it. I can listen to it as many times as I want to listen to it. And the other side of that coin is that in this day and age, I do not have to listen to what I do not want to listen to. Uh, It's the same, you know, if I wanted to watch TV or watch a movie. um, You can go to all these on-demand services. And you can watch exactly what you want to watch. And again, the other side of the coin is you do not have to watch what you do not want to watch. And silly examples, you know, with um, music and TV, uh, but at the same time, it is very easy to sort of build your own bubble. It's very easy to build your own bubble in terms of listening to and watching and otherwise consuming the media that you want to to watch, you want to listen to, and you want to consume. And again, on the flip side, you do not have to listen to, watch, or or have anything to do with really what you don't want to listen to and what you don't want to watch. And it's very, very easy to build your own bubble. In terms of manifesting and exalting the self, it's, it's easier than ever to sort of, in a way, place yourself as God and surround yourself with what you want to be surrounded with and push away whatever you don't want to be surrounded with. Uh, push away whatever you don't want. You push it away. But who judges in this situation? Who judges what is good and who ju- judges what is evil? It's the self. And in my examples with media, uh, there was a day, and I, I remember this, and this is a silly example, but I would, um, growing up, I would listen to a uh, classic rock station out of Youngstown, Ohio, and I would have a cassette in the radio, I have a cassette in the radio, and I would, um, like, uh, like at night, I would be trying to call in. I remember a couple of times where I tried to call in and talk to the DJ and get them to play, um, get them to play songs, get them to play songs I want to hear. I would call into the request line and uh, I used to call it the request line. I don't know, um, honestly, if a lot of places still do that, but you would call into the request line and then the way it went, the, you would wait until they played whatever you wanted to hear. And then you would jump on that record button. You would uh, you would push the record button as fast as you could and hope that you could record the whole song. And then you could have the song and you could play it whenever you wanted to. Uh, but you don't have to do that anymore these days. You don't have to do that anymore. Um, in media, they call it time-shifting. And people time-shift all the time. We time-shift our music. We time-shift our TV shows. And... And we control, uh, or at least we have the ability, to control what we see and when we see it, what we hear and when we hear it, and and that mindset sort of gets over into uh, into the realm of the gospel. And it's very very easy for people to to push away gospel preachers. It's very easy for people to push away. The gospel um, because of that mindset it's it's not what i want to hear and so i don't have to deal with it and i shouldn't have to deal with it and long story short it becomes lonely it, it becomes lonely and because we because there's that mindset of i should be able to control everything um, i determine what is welcomed I, re- I determine what is rejected. I determine the standards. What is my standard versus what is your standard? And do we have the same standards? And uh, that, that determines whether or not we can be friends. And if we don't have the same standards, we cannot be friends. And I don't want to deal with you and I shouldn't have to deal with you. And so that's, that's sort of the way it goes, At least uh, at least the way I've seen it. It's this manifestation of... Of the self or the person as uh, "quote unquote" uh, little g God of their own little "quote unquote" little w world uh, that they build, and it, and it gets to be very very lonely, and and it's just one manifestation of our sin nature. Uh, the other one that's that's very very common that I see is that that there are a lot of folks out there who are just afraid to be honest because they're sort of afraid that they're honestly wrong. And so some people are are just very, 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 very hesitant and will go to uh, extraordinary and somewhat bizarre and even self-destructive lengths to avoid being honest and uh, to to avoid being honest with uh, with the people right around them and to avoid being honest ultimately with god um just about about the reality of a of a particular sin in their life a uh, the, uh, a particular manifestation of of the sin nature and so there's this fear of being honest because there's this fear of being wrong and and sort of being called out on that and and bringing that to light and putting that on the table, be, uh, there's there's just this fear, and so uh, in some cases it gets very self-destructive and it gets very bizarre, and in, in terms of the lengths that people will go to avoid putting, you know, just honestly putting out, you know, where they are. Uh, yes, uh, you know, I'm having these thoughts. Yes, I'm having these lusts. Yes, that's that's a part of my life, and you know honestly putting that out there and receiving the ministry receiving the ministry because you know in a church situ- situation you know what well, what should happen uh, somebody somebody comes honestly in their sin and in a church situation ministry should happen right in that moment ministry should happen right in that moment but there's this fear of being honest. And so, uh, and so some people just get really quiet. And so some people, uh, spend these really, really elaborate lies to sort of try to cover up where they really are to, to cover up whatever they want to cover up. And so uh, long story short, it makes for a lot of loneliness, it makes for a lot of loneliness because there, there's no honesty. You know, again, I said, um, I think I may have said this at the top of the program. If not, I'm going to say it now. But uh, communication is, is really easy, but also terribly difficult, it seems. Because no matter what generation you're from, no matter what your stance is on technology and social media and all that stuff, all we really have to do is communicate, is, is just be around each other. A lot of communication is nonverbal. And so we do get the benefits of having voices, um, a lot of us do, and we can use our voices and we can use language and we communicate. And so the actual act of communication is easy, yet communication is terribly, terribly difficult. And like I said, it's a it's a long uh, issue, it's a complex issue, is loneliness. But these are a couple of different ways that I've seen it. And the reality is that, that hallelujah, in in a very, very real, practical way, Jesus is the answer when it comes to loneliness. Jesus has the answer when it comes to loneliness. And because Jesus knows, he knows the innermost nature already. He knows the heart. He knows the mind of every single one of us who, who are walking the earth right now. He knows our innermost nature and he knows our minds. He knows where we are in terms of socially. He knows where we are in terms of spiritually, in terms of physically, in terms of emotionally. He knows exactly where we are. And he delights, you know, if if you're lost today, he delights in saving sinners. He draws all men unto himself. He draws people. And there's salvation, there's mercy, there's grace. All things are made new, there's blessing, there's restoration. And get this, there's relationship. There is very real practical relationship with the Lord himself. Like I said, salvation is really a miracle. Because the Lord takes somebody who is completely lost, who is completely fallen, who is completely in their sin, and can't do anything but sin. And not only does does he cover all of that sin, you see, he died for you in a very real way, and his death, in effect, is your death. He died for you. He, he took your sin upon himself. He became your sin, and he took the wrath of God in your place, and he died in your place because God judges sin, and God judges sin, and God judges sinner alike, and, and the wages of sin is death. Sin does result in death. There's, there are physical consequences, yes. Uh, but there's also an eternal consequence. There's a reality called the second death that the Bible relates to us. And, and that is the eternal wrath of God in a very real place called hell. And what Jesus did for you is take that upon himself. He took that death. He took that wrath. And, and he died. And hallelujah, three days later, he rose up again from the dead. But there's a, there, there's this reality that he draws people, and there's this reality that he saves. He's a savior, and if you don't have, you know, his blood applied to you today, then then friend, um, friend, you need it, because to reject him is to continue along toward destruction, continue along in destruction, and and face that second death, face that eternity in hell in a very very real, personal, and practical way. But there's this reality that Jesus loves to save people. He delights in saving people. And and it's it's and you know hallelujah the Lord's just made it really simple. Because he said I am the way the truth and the life. And he said, well, long story short, this is the work of God. If you want to do the work of God, believe on the one he has sent. Salvation is by faith. It's by faith that we're saved, and and it's by grace. And it's not through our own works. It's not through the things that we do and the things that we don't do, the things that we like and the things that we don't like, the things that we want and the things that we don't want. It's not through anything that we do or that we don't do, but it's by faith in Jesus Christ. And so if you're lost today, put your faith in him. Turn to him. Cry out to be saved. You see, you know, in salvation, to sort of go back to the topic of loneliness, Jesus has brought you into relationship with himself. If you're saved, if you're a Christian today, you you are in continual relationship with the Lord. He's he's put his spirit inside of you. And so you're in constant relationship, moment-by-moment relationship with the Lord. And what's more, God establishes a church. He's established a church. He's established a way for you to be brought into relationship and fellowship with other people who he has saved. With other people who know him and walk with him. He's And so he's, he's put this whole thing together called the church. And he's the head of the church. And the church is not made up of buildings. It's not made up of bricks and mortar and rooms and roofs and all that good stuff. But, um, but really what the church is, is people. And he's made a way for people to come into relationship with each other. And it's not in this sort of um, fallen, sinful, worldly way. But we come into relationship with other Christians because, say, if I'm exalting the Lord, if I'm worshiping the Lord, if I'm praising the Lord, and I see somebody uh, next to me who is also exalting and worshiping and praising the Lord, then it becomes very, very easy for us to sort of become friends because we both have the same uh, we both have the same Lord. We both have the same Jesus, and we've both been through the same thing in terms of um, coming to the end of ourselves. We've both been through the same thing in terms of hearing the gospel preached. And the Lord speaking to us and the Lord drawing us and showing us our sin and showing us his holiness and his goodness and his mercy and his grace. And we both had the same experience of crying out to be saved and the Lord actually responding to that cry with our salvation and with making all things new and with giving us the Holy Spirit and and with putting us into a church and with all, with all of this. There, there's all this common ground. And the common ground, if you will, is Jesus, is exalting Jesus, is worshiping Jesus, is praising Jesus, is living for Jesus, is living in Jesus, is living through Jesus, is being sustained by Jesus. Everything is about Jesus. And it's it's really easy, or at least it should be really easy, biblically speaking, it should be easy for Christians to be friends in a way Um, sort of in, you know, almost a trite way compared to everything else. The Lord solved loneliness. And the Lord solved loneliness, number one, by salvation. And the Lord solved loneliness, number two, by establishing a church that is built out of people. And that church that the Lord established is more than capable of meeting social needs. It's more than capable of 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 healing, you know, um, providing emotional healing. It's more than capable of meeting every single human need of the people who constitute the church. Um, how many times in the Bible are we commanded to love one another? We're commanded to love one, one another and love one, one another fervently, to forgive and to forbear, to bear one another's burdens, to minister to one another and to join with one another in the ministry to, to the lost, and the ministry to the world, in that ministry of evangelism. There's rejoicing, there's joy, there's real love to be found in the church. And again, the source of that is not, is not us, so to speak. The source of that is not human effort. But the source of that is, is none other than Jesus Christ himself. And so, hallelujah. The solution to loneliness is found in Jesus Christ and is found in the the church, is found in Jesus Christ. And if you're lost today, then may you come to faith. May you repent and believe the good news. May you repent and believe that Jesus Christ, he lived and he died and in dying, he became your sin. He took your sin upon himself and he rose up again on the third day from the grave. May you believe that. May you turn to him and may you believe and be saved. And Christian, if, if uh, loneliness is something that you're going through right now, then, then I would encourage you to press into Jesus, number one, and press into your local church, number two. And you'll find that, that Jesus is more than capable, he's more than able, and he is abundantly willing to heal the lonely. And I want to thank you again today so much for listening, and thank you again for joining me on the program. This has been the Redeeming Love Bible Broadcast. Again, my name is Phil Duddy, and I'm an evangelist with Grace Baptist Tabernacle of King, North Carolina. And this program is a ministry of that church. It's a ministry of Grace Baptist Tabernacle. And if you'd like to have more information on our church, I'd encourage you to visit the website, gbtministries.com is that website. And you can find, a, you can find location, and you can find service times, on that website and you can just find out more in general about us about who we are and uh, you'd also be welcome to contact us here at the program redeeming the lost at icloud.com is our email address that's redeeming the lost at icloud.com again i thank you so much for listening and may the lord bless you